So now that the NCAA basketball tournament is over, there's always a couple players that make a great run in the tournament that see their stock as far as NBA draft uh, skyrocket. And for Magic fans, listen, the two biggest dates in the calendar, the lottery and the draft itself. So what might the top prospects look like now that the tournament is complete? Um, and the good folks over at Draft Express and Jonathan Gervoni joins us. He's the man behind all these rankings and understands it as good as anybody uh, is kind of joining us on the program. All right, Jonathan, who are the couple players perhaps that did improve their stock the most because of a run in the NCAA tournament? People kind of wonder about Kaminsky and Decker. Anybody else or those two guys perhaps the names? Good morning, first of all. Hey. Um, so, a couple, uh, first of all, when NBA teams are looking at, 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 at drafting a player and they're evaluating his, his, his stock, they look at his entire body of work. Um, the month of March can be telling, but it's still, you know, in the case of Frank Kaminsky, it's just uh, one month in, in a four-year career. Um, Kaminsky actually came into the tournament ranked in our lottery, and he had a phenomenal showing, and he really didn't move up that much. We have him at 10 right now. That's pretty close to where he started the tournament. Um, you know, he's the best player in college basketball, and um, he just continued to, 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 to prove that. So um, I think the guy that maybe helped himself the most may have been uh, Tyus Jones from Duke. Um, you know, just making big shot after big shot. He's such a clutch player, um, you know, for a freshman. It was really amazing to see the way he came through in the second half of that national championship game. Um, Sam Decker probably helped himself, too. He, um, he was not shooting particularly well going into the tournament. I think he was something like 29% on the year. But he really um, caught fire there towards the end. Had an off night on the, in the national championship game, went 0 for 5. But, but besides that, um, you know, he had a really, really strong showing um, in, those, in those six games. Jonathan, what would the answer be if someone said, hey, Frank Kaminsky's player of the year. I saw him do some things against Okafor that uh, he looked like the better player. Why would he not be among the first players in the draft? Um, I think he should be considered, you know, in, in the lottery or maybe even the top ten. But um, in terms of number one, I don't think he projects as a guy that is going to carry an NBA team offensively. I think that um, he's going to be just an outstanding role player in the NBA. You know, someone maybe along the lines of, you know, of a Channing Frye or, or a Ryan Anderson, something like that, um, which is, you know, which is very hard to find these days and is and is highly coveted. But it's not exactly what you hope to get with that number one pick. And you know, with Okafor or Carl Towns, you're looking at someone who can potentially really anchor your team for the next you know, um, you know, 10 years. And Kaminsky, I don't think he fits that profile. In the case of Towns and Okafor, is it really one that it boils down to what does that team need at this moment? They're two talented players. They do something similar. Towns maybe a little bit more of a guy that can go outside and defend and stuff. What might separate one versus two between them? Does it just come down to that team picking? I think it's style of play and existing personnel. A lot of teams in the NBA don't really run a lot of offense through the post right now, and for that reason, Okafor might not be a great fit. If he goes to a team that doesn't want a, a guy that can play with his back to the basket, then he's really not going to be a good fit. 
Talon is appealing because he has the ability to play both the four and the five, and like you said, he can stretch the floor from the, um, from the three-point line as well as be a rim protector. So that's very, very hard to find in the NBA right now. It's, it's difficult. You know, if you're looking at the Magic, for example, that's really they, – they don't have, you know, um, they, they don't have that at all. And they could really use a guy that can step outside and play with Vucevic, but at the same time, um, you know, block shots because that's one of his, you know, his, his downsides. Um, so if you're going to try and go get that in free agency, it's going to be very, very difficult. I've been a huge fan of Towns, but also of Justice Winslow. And as I've said here, if the Magic were to get Winslow at five, I'd be very happy. As you've watched people through your own evaluation and others, um, tell me Winslow from perhaps before the season began to what the book on his uh, uh, is now. Well, he started the year in the lottery. I've always been a huge fan of his. Uh, I've watched him play extensively with USA Basketball. Um, at the under-17 World Championship was the first time I really saw him back in 2012 in Lithuania. And then at the under-19, uh, um, the, the following summer, he played up along with Okafor with guys who were already in college. That was two years ago. And you could just tell right then that he was, he was a winner. He's an incredibly tough guy. He's so competitive. He really, really gets after it on defense. You know, the, probably the thing that he's improved the most on since I started watching him, is his outside shot. He was a guy a couple years ago that really couldn't shoot at all. And I, I still don't think he's a great shooter at this stage. He's shooting 41, 42% for three, but it's not on a, a huge amount of attempts. He kind of takes the ones that he can get when he's wide open, which is a good thing in his case. But, um, you know, he's the guy that is, um, you know, kind of in that Jimmy Butler mold, um, someone that's going to come and really just, fit in and, and do all the little things and you know, shoot and score and defend and pass and, and really, really be a, a great role player. Jonathan Giovanni, Draft Express, is with us, DraftExpress.com. He was arguably the top high school player, one of them last year, and looked as if he was going to SMU, a variety of reasons why he did not. So Emmanuel Moody kind of slips from our mind, went over and played in China. You still have him ranked up there as number uh, three uh, what did that year in China do for him in the eyes of NBA evaluators as he gets set for the draft? I don't think it did a ton, to be honest with you. I don't think it really changed much uh, in their evaluation. Um, he went, you know, he got paid a significant amount of money to go to spend that year in China, and you have to respect that. He was able to, you know, provide for his family financially. From a development standpoint, it may not have been the best thing, but I'm sure that playing a year you know out of the country in a place like china really helped his maturation process everybody around the team in china says that he was working extremely hard every day he's a very very mature and serious guy um, there's really not a lot of players um, in this draft at any age really that can survive going over there at such a young age and and being able to to, to make good in, in a tough situation he you know he was deactivated and he had to just um, continue to practice and stay ready. And all of a sudden, in the, in the semifinals, shockingly, they called his name and said, hey, you're going to come into the game now. And he performed when they needed him to. So you, you really have to respect that. Is this a great crop of foreign players for this upcoming draft? Well, there are two guys that are likely to be 
lottery picks or at the very worst, and possibly even top 10 picks in Mario Hezonia, a Croatian wing player who plays at Barcelona. And, and there's also a seven-footer from Latvia named Kristaps Porzingis, who also plays in Spain for Seville. Um, those are two very, very talented guys, um, which is, uh, you don't usually get two guys from playing in the same country that are going to go in the top ten outside of the U.S. But other than that, it's a little bit of a crapshoot, to be honest with you. There's, yeah, traditionally, most years you see seven to eight international players drafted in the first round. I'm not sure that's going to be the case this year. It's very, very difficult to say who the third best prospect is. We're trying to get a better feel for that here in Portland this week. I'm at the Nike Hoop Summit where um, I, I saw Matt Lloyd and, um, and and Rob Hennigan from the Magic. So they're they're trying to figure out the same thing. Uh, last question, let you run. I'm trying to guess how the draft may play itself out. But if the Magic found themselves with these three names, and I know one of these guys still kind of indicated he may go back, what might be the best choice just projecting what their future upside is? The Angelo Russell, Justice Winslow, and Stanley Johnson. Johnson's the one that said he might go back. But if those three are there, if you had to guess, project what a star might be, which one or how would you rank them? For the Magic? Yeah. Well, I think Russell is uh, is outstanding, but they used two top five, uh, two lottery picks the last um, few years on Oladipo and Alfred Payton. So you would have to think that they're going to, you know, look to address maybe some other areas, maybe a wing player um, or some type of power forward who can shoot. I think that Town is going to be someone that they really look at if they're able to move up in the draft into that top two. Um, I think Mario Hezonia is a guy that, that can really, really get some strong looks. Um, you know, he's, he's one of the better shooters in this draft. He can play the two and the three. Um, I think that um, I think Kaminsky is a guy that they're going to look at, too, just because, you know, the, the, this rebuilding project has been, you know, it's taken a couple of years here, and, and maybe someone like Frank Kaminsky, who is player of the year, that can come in and step in and play right away, um, who's a you know a pure power forward that can really stretch the floor. I mean, with Oladipo and Peyton being you know average to below average shooters, you really have to look at outside shooting in other positions. And so that's where I think you know guys like um, Hezonia, Kaminsky, Towns, um, you know possibly um, yeah possibly someone like Oubre, if they fall a little bit long, farther. I mean, Stanley Johnson, too. He was also a very good shooter. So I think all those guys will be in their mix. DraftExpress.com. Keep up with uh, everything happening as we get set for the lottery next month and the draft happening in June. Jonathan, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me.